for sure. Brother Johnny Mac, let me know so I can get a, a Andrew out of the bullpen. I know he's ready, 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 ready at the bits. Well, the, the Facebook Live is uh, saying, are y'all ready? We're ready. It's good. It's good. Let's make it do what it do. We live. Let make it do what it do. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and share it as well so we can get going. Hey, good morning, Brother Sacconi Prince. Good morning to you, sir. Yes. <clears throat> well, good morning. Good morning, men of God. Welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call. Men of God National Men's Prayer Call take place every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We get to go before you at not only prayer, but God has blessed us tremendously over the past eight years. We've been having this call on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, and we don't take anything for granted. We're grateful because a lot of the men get, get up at different time zones. Uh, we represent all around the world, and we thank you. Thank you, uh, outstanding uh, men of God, for pouring into us, sharing, and also get a chance to support us here. Uh, you have so many different avenues here now that you can join us on, uh, Facebook Live. We also Spotify. Uh, YouTube channel, you name it. So it's just been nothing but the grace of God has blessed us uh, tremendously uh, to be able to bring this uh, format uh, to you. And uh, we're just so grateful. Again, we're grateful for that. Uh, for the month of June, we're uh, speaking on consistency. Uh, we've had so many outstanding speakers also just in the past week and a half uh, sharing with us and uh, we're so grateful for them. Um, if you had to get a chance here last week, uh, we had uh, Brother Victor Johnson on and he poured into us and uh, just blessed us tremendously. Uh, and we just want to ask you, if you can go back and listen and get a chance to go back and listen to the rebroadcast. You have so many different ways to do this. And uh, we just thank you for that. Uh, with that being said, we have a gentleman uh, uh, that's pouring into us for the first time on the National Men's Park on speaking wise. And so we're so grateful for him and uh, for what he's going to bring and share with us this morning. I want to go ahead and get him up out of the bullpen because I know he's ready to go. And with that being said, I'm going to go before God in prayer. And we're going to uh, hear from uh, this outstanding uh, man of God here. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We come to you this morning, Lord, because this day was not promised June the 15th, 2021. Uh, but you made it possible for us. We're going to just reverence you and praise you and magnify your holy name on this day, Lord. Because the Bible speaks on you as being the King of Kings. The Bible says you're Lord of Lord. The Bible also speaks on you as being the shepherd. The Bible says that you're the first and the last. <laughs> oh, God, there's so many different affirmations of who you are. But Lord, we just want to just serve you. We want to worship you. Father, thank you this morning for the opportunity to do that openly and freely, Lord. Thank you for giving us that. And Father, we thank you, Father, as we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, the Bible says that the steps of the righteous man is ordered of the Lord. And Father, we thank you right now for ordering our steps, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you this morning for that opportunity, Lord. And Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for just allowing those that continue, Lord, on the front line, Lord, continue to, to Father, just go in diligently serving, Lord. And thank you. A lot of them are still in harm's way. Lord, we thank you for giving them the comfort, giving them the peace, giving them the strength, most of all, Lord, that they need. Thank you for these first responders, Lord. And Father, we just thank you right now for who you are. And Lord, for all that you've already done on our behalf. 
We want to say thank you for that this morning. And Father, we thank you this morning as we continue to, Father, just meditate on your word. Your word says that I never return void. And Joshua speaks on your word as in Joshua uh, chapter one, verse eight, it says that basically for us to be able to meditate day and night, the word of God says that we may prosper. And Lord, we don't take that for granted, Lord, because you says for us to just continue to be able to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness will be added unto us, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can just, Father, just meditate again, worship you, worship you, Lord. You love, the Bible says that you inhabit the praises of your people. And Lord, we're your people, Lord. We thank you for that opportunity. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity for every man that's represented on this call. They're on this call for one purpose, and that's just to hear a word from you. I thank you right now for that. I thank you right now for delivering the man that's going to be pouring into us this morning, Lord. Obviously, he could be doing other things. He's a busy businessman, Lord, but he is taking time out to share this morning from his heart this morning. So I ask right now, Lord, you would just hide him behind the cross, allow him not to speak of himself nor the flesh. Lord, but I thank you right now that he has a rhema word, Lord, that's going to be pointed to our spirit, man. And Lord, we ask right now, we thank you that we receive it. And Father, I thank you, Father, that every need is met according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus in every man's household. We don't take that for granted. We're grateful for that, Jim. And we thank you for complete healing in each and every man's body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We bind any attack. The enemy is always lurking. But the devil is a lie and Jesus is the Messiah. So we thank you for that this morning. And Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord, blessing us with our helpmate. We're grateful for our helpmate because the word says a house can't stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except the agree on the word. It's the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for that. Thank you for our offspring. We lift them up. Ask you to continue to cover them with the blood of Jesus as they go out to the workplace. There's some that's taking uh, summer classes, Lord. But wherever they may be, Lord, we ask you to cover it right now. So we thank you for them. And Lord, we thank you right now. I ask right now you continue to lift up Dr. Kenneth Green and his family. Father, we ask you right now you continue to give them the comfort, the peace that they need. Lord, we thank you for this outstanding man of God, for the founder of the National Men's Prayer And We thank you right now for First Lady Green that stands right in the gap with him. We thank you for her. And Lord, we thank you right now. I ask you to continue to lift up Pastor Devin Miller and his family, Lord, as he's traveling back, Lord, from Milwaukee, Lord, here back to Dallas, Lord. We ask right now, just cover him with the blood of Jesus. Give him that strength. Give him that peace, that assurance that he know, Lord, that, that you are their provider and you are the help in time of need. And Lord, I thank you for that. And men of God, I just ask right now that, just ask that you would just join me in prayer. A family member of ours, Lord, Miss Grace, Lord, I ask right now, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, it's right now, Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now that, Father, not only this, Father, she's just a strong believer, Lord, but I ask right now, Lord, just give her a peace over her, a release, Lord, in her spirit right now, Lord, that you know that you're with her at all times, Lord, and Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, for the great report that she will receive, ah, Thank you, Lord, because the Bible says that you're Jehovah Rapha, 
the God that healeth thee. So, Lord, I thank you. We stand right in agreement with her, Lord, because she's not only just a friend, she's a family member of ours, Lord, and we thank you. So, men of God, just ask you, just lift her up in prayer right now and thank you for her. And, Lord, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Father, for just prayer for the body of Christ, Lord, for those right now that are in need of prayer that we don't know about. We ask right now a special touch on their lives. And, Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We adore you. We worship you and magnify your holy name on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. We are just so excited and delighted to be able to once again come before you and share the power of prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development. And of course, our hearts and our, 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 just our prayers go out again to, to, um, to the founder and to the, um, just the whole visionary behind the National Men's Prayer Call Movement. And that's Dr. Dr. Kenneth Green, as he goes to lay to rest his, um, his mother in, in uh, North Carolina. Such an incredible brother right there. And we just uh, are just asking for traveling mercies and all for him as, um, as uh, Reggie just, just prayed. We're, brothers, we're just so, ex we're living in a time right now of craziness, but at the same time of awesomeness. And we get to choose whether or not we're going to get caught up in the craziness or we're going to be able to ascend into that awesomeness. And of course, that consistency piece is one of the uh, ways we're able to uh, operate in the area of awesomeness. This morning, we get to, sh to, to, uh, to share with the brother that is um, that Benny and I met here um, recently at an event that was, um, that was uh, spearheaded by, by one of our, um, a good friend of ours. And um, we just talked with Andrew and had the opportunity to really talk with him all night because it was so fascinating and had so much to share. He's a, um, he was, you know, served in the U.S. Army. We appreciate and thank you for your service, sir. He um, is in, uh, he's got degrees already and he's working on, uh, on advanced uh, degrees there. He's an entrepreneur. He, um, as a, he's a businessman. He's a, he's a servant leader. You know, the list goes on and on and on. But most importantly, he loves the Lord. And he wanted to share. And he was, when we uh, told him about the National Men's Fair Call, he was over the moon, honeymoon happy, just to be able to, uh, to been considered to be a part of such an awesome movement. So we're this morning just exceptionally pleased that we are going to be able to present Brother Andrew Dekas. Brother Dekas, the floor is yours. All right, all right, I'm here, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, well, what a blessing. Um, what an awesome ministry, awesome men of God, uh, awesome prayers. Um, I believe God is smiling down on us when anytime you get men together who are consistently going before God in prayer, interceding and uh, delivering messages like, like this, uh, on this platform, but, but I'm blessed to be here and uh, I'm going to dive right into it. And um, my message is entitled The Consistency of Faith, Hope, and Love. The Consistency of Faith, Hope, and Love. And a lot of this will more so be the consistency of faith and we'll touch hope and love a little bit. But uh, what exactly is consistency? Well, by definition, consistency is adherence to the same principles in a steadfast way. Consistency is a key to success no matter what you're doing, whether you're an athlete, businessman, teacher, whatever you're doing. If, if we want to be consistent and achieve anything of value and meaning in our lives, then we must be men of consistency. Praise God. This holds true in our faith. This holds true in our family life, 
our business, our work relationships, and really everything. So, so this is key right here. This is what I uh, put in bold. Uh, if something isn't working in our lives, we must begin to ask ourselves this question. Well, have I been given it consistent attention, energy, and time? Amen? Attention, energy, and time. I know what it is for me. What is it for you? What have you been inconsistent in? Is it your prayer time and devotion time? Is it, is it a relational problem, a, a marital problem? Maybe a brother or sister who's wayward. Is it a health and fitness related problem? You know you need to get to the gym, but you don't, not consistently. Maybe it's being inconsistent in serving in the ministry or giving. We all have something we need to improve on. So I'm gonna share a quick testimony about myself with that being said. And uh, I grew up in a family of five and um, I, I, was, I was always the athlete in the family. I ended up getting a scholarship to play college ball at a, at a small college in Georgia. And, um, you know, I, I ended up getting saved my senior year of college, but as a, as a small college athlete, my focus was trying to, to, to shine and trying to match up to the big school guys. So I would get up at 5 a.m. Uh, consistently to work out before classes. And, you know, in my mind, I, I, I'm trying to be the best. I want people to know my name. That was my mindset. I wanted to get the glory. So I'd be up early in the morning consistently and, and practice. And then I'd go to breakfast and then I'd go to class. And then we had a team practice again in the afternoon. And I did this consistently because I wanted to get the glory. And I was recently saved. So God was working on my heart, but I was still kind of focused on myself. You know, God wanted to, to get us, God wanted to get me to the place to where I was consistently walking with him, but mindset but my mindset was still on myself at that time. I didn't become more consistent in my walk with the Lord until I served in the military, after I played college ball and pro ball. You know, it took time in my walk for me to develop a consistent walk with the Lord. So, so like I said, I didn't get consistent in my walk until I became a, uh, an assistant chaplain in the military and I was serving, uh, teaching suicide prevention and, and uh, you know, ministering to, to, to athletes. Oh, I'm sorry, ministering to um, soldiers and family members, so on and so forth. Uh, and God was really working on my heart uh, during that time. So, uh, but with all that being said, I want to, I want to focus on the consistency of uh, faith in Daniel in the Hebrew boy. So if you have your Bible, turn to uh, Daniel uh, chapter one, verses eight and nine. And we're going to look at Daniel. It's, it's, it's a interesting story. You know, Daniel showed consistent faith from the beginning and throughout his book, him and the three Hebrew men, they were stolen and brought to Babylon to serve in the king's palace. So, you know, uh, in Babylon, they're trying to normalize them, acclimate them to the pagan Babylonian culture. So here are these three uh, Hebrew Israelite men trying to adjust to this new culture. They're, they're called to serve in the, in the king's court. So we look at Daniel chapter one, verses eight, nine, and, and it says, but Daniel resolved, he purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. He asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. Now, this is interesting. Now, God, it was God who caused the, the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. And, and quick note on that, God caused a foreign leader in a foreign land to show Daniel favor because of his consistent faith from the very beginning. And we're gonna get back to that. 
In chapter two, we see Daniel's promoted because of his consistent faith in his, in his, uh, in, in his God. His faith brought him favor with the king because he had the unique ability, he had the anointing to interpret dreams. So he helped the king in a foreign land with a personal problem. Anytime you, you help somebody important with a personal problem, you know, you're going to have favor with that person. So look at this. Look at this pagan king now glorify God. And God's purpose was that his people would always be a light to all nations. God's heart was always for all the other nations. So that's the ultimate purpose in this. And look at the fruit of Daniel's consistent faith here. It says in verse 46, then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate. And prostrate means he, he, he fell on his face before Daniel and paid him honor in order that, uh, order that uh, he give an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries for you were able to reveal this mystery I was troubled with. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him and made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon. Okay, he's in a foreign nation and he's made one of the rulers in, in uh, the entire province. And then he placed Daniel in charge of all of his wise men. Hallelujah. Moreover, at Daniel's request, now this is what I like about Daniel. He didn't only win himself, his boys, he got them promoted too. Look at him. He said at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the providence of Babylon while Daniel himself remained in the royal court. But here's what's funny. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, after he just made that proclamation about the God of Israel, here he is. He had a quick change of heart. And then in chapter three, we see he makes a public mandate that everyone must bow down and worship this image of himself he made. It was about a hundred feet tall image of himself, image of gold. Uh, and at the sound of uh, the trumpet and the music, everybody has to bow down and worship. We see in Daniel chapter three, verse seven, so at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, so on and so forth, all kinds of music, all the people, all the nations and languages fell down and worshiped the gold, gold image of Nebuchadnezzar. So quick note, you always have some haters when, when you're doing well, when you have the favor of God on your life. So look at the, the snitches uh, tell on uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, when they didn't bow down to the music like everybody else. So they told the king that the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did not obey the mandate. The king called them into his presence and gave them a chance at that very moment. He said, you're going to bow down today. And look what they said. I love their response. I love their response. So, so real quick, this is what the king said, King Nebuchadnezzar. He said, I'll give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made when you hear the sound of the trumpet. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown into the blazing furnace. And then we'll see what God is able to rescue you out of my power. That's what he said. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they replied, oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, our God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power. But listen, I love this. I love this right here. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. And I love this. 
This response to the king was true faith. It was consistent faith. They were consistent in trusting the God of Israel. They didn't care what was going on in the culture. They demonstrated the model confidence that we as believers need to have in God's sovereignty and God's supreme power. God has not some power, he has all power. While these faithful men knew that God could deliver them, they were also aware that God may have chosen not to, right? That's real faith. Faith in God may not translate into victory in every circumstance. To these men, the outcome was irrelevant, though. For what was at stake was not God's ability uh, or their own lives, but their consistent faith and obedience to serve him regardless of the cost. Men, we have to get to a place where it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what, what kind of mandate they say uh, we need to bow down to. We trust in the God of Israel because he's eternal. He's, he's glorious. He's beautiful. He has all power. There's nothing that he can't do. I love what Jeremiah said. He said, behold, I'm the God of all flesh. There's nothing he can't do. There's no situation he can't deliver us from. There's nothing too dirty that he can't make worthy. God has all power and authority. Amen. So, so real quick, a note I, I put in, even in the midst of trials and tough circumstances, we must be faithful to God. We must know that he is eternally good. He is eternally faithful, and he's eternally able to do more than we can think or imagine. We must be like Job and say, hey, I know my Redeemer lives. Job was a righteous man who, who all hell broke, broke loose against him. But I love Job's first response to suffering. He, when, it, when he lost everything in, in the beginning, chapter one, he, he, he fell down and worshiped. Job had something real, just like these Hebrew men had something real. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. He said, oh, how my heart yearns within me. I know I'm going to see him. Job knew his God, just like these Hebrew boys. And listen, sometimes your faith will lead you into a fiery furnace. But when you have true faith in God, he'll be with you in the fire. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the furnace, uh, tied up. They were bound. And then, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, when weren't there three men that was tied up when we threw them into the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty. majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around, glory to God. I see four men walking around unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of God. The captains, the leaders, and rulers, and the king's important men gathered around and saw that the fire had not hurt these three men. And I love this. Their hair was not burned. Their clothes were not burned. They didn't even smell like fire. The follow this, this, this is an incredible miracle. King Nebuchadnezzar blessed the God of Israel once more when he saw this and promoted the three Hebrew men in Babylon, in a foreign pagan nation. It doesn't matter where you are, man. You put your faith in God consistently. You trust in him. You'll get promoted, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Here's a reference scripture, Isaiah 43. I know I'm running short on time. I want to move through this, though. Isaiah 43, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Listen to this. When you go through the fire, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. This is a promise from God, from God here. 
This is his word, so it must hold, hold true. But you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. Glory to God. You have been chosen to know me, to believe in me, to understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been. There never will be. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no other Savior. From eternity to eternity, I am God. And no one will snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo, undo what I have done. Glory to God. This God is our God, too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The plot against Daniel. Now look at Daniel after this event. They, all, all these guys, they, they're trying to come after these Hebrew men and um, it's, it, their, their plans are not prospering because of the consistent faith of these men. Doesn't matter what they do against them. Now look at the plot against Daniel. Uh, now Darius is king. He makes a decree that no one can pray to any other God or any other man besides him or they're thrown into the lion's den. You guys know the story. We all know it. Daniel 6.10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and went in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He knelt down three times that day and prayed and gave, gave thanks to his God, as was his custom since his early days. So this, is just, this isn't just a Babylon thing. Daniel's been doing this. No wonder the, why the favor of God was on his life. No wonder why he had an excellent spirit. He was connected to the eternal spirit who gives life. So the favor of God was on his life. The grace of God was on his life because he had this secret prayer life. He had this power on the inside of him. Glory to God. Now then Daniel's haters, we, here come the haters again, who conspired against him, told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, and notice Daniel was a governor, and they called him that man who was a captive from Judah. Daniel was a governor at the time. That, that man Daniel from Judah, he's ignoring your law. He's still praising his God three times a day. So Daniel is consequently thrown into the lion's den because of the signed decree by, by King Darius. And, and once a king signed the decree, there's nothing anybody can do about it. And, and even King uh, Darius himself, he didn't want to go against Daniel. So he stayed up all night fasting, but he still had to honor his word that he signed the decree. Even though he liked Daniel, he, he, he showed Daniel a favor, but he still had to honor his word. Uh, but check this out. Daniel was thrown to lion's, lion's den, and Daniel was saved and delivered by the faithful God of Israel. Again, God saves and delivers. And quick note, Daniel's consistent faith got him into trouble, and his consistent faith got him out of the trouble. The fruit of Daniel's consistency, again, look at Daniel. King Darius, a different foreign uh, pagan king, honors Daniel's God. He says in uh, chapter 6, verse 25, then King Daniel wrote to all the nations and peoples of the earth, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He saves and rescues. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and during the reign of Cyrus. It doesn't matter who was on the throne. Daniel was going to prosper. Didn't matter. 
Hallelujah. So listen, in closing, how can we be consistent like Daniel? Well, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, he lives on the inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this hope that we have will not lead to disappointment. Listen, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Glory to God. We must cultivate a consistent life in the Holy Spirit. Jude 120, message translation, but you, dear friends, carefully build yourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, staying right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms wide open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our master, Jesus Christ. This is the unending life. This is eternal life. This is the real life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So I'm going to end with this scripture right here. I love it. And it is something I live by. I know I'm running short on time. But it says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. It's Christ who lives in us as believers. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, complete faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory to God. He loved me and gave himself for me. He loves you and he gave him himself for you. The question is, do you believe it? Do you have faith? If you're already a believer, do you have consistent faith in that? Do you live by that? If you're an unbeliever, be saved. Glory to God. God loves you. Thank you for this time. Um, and uh, I hope that it was encouraging and edifying to the body of Christ. And um, I just want to... <laughs> say blessings blessings okay lord bless you amen amen god bless you brother andrew uh definitely an incredible and impactful message uh so many nuggets i mean i i have a notepad full of notes and i know i, I can't i can't recount everything but there are three things that really stuck out to me about what you said and one of the things was that consistency does not depend upon external factors Consistency does not depend upon external factors. That means regardless as to what you're going through, you are consistent in what you're doing. And the second thing is that consistency brings glory to God. You know, consistency, even like you said, will get you into trouble, but consistency will also get you out of trouble. You know, doing what God has called and given you to do. But the third thing that I want to, to bring to our attention really is a question, and that is, do we have something real? And what I mean by that is, because see, our faith is going to be tried. And our faith and our faithfulness and our consistency is going to be put on trial. And if it's not real, it's not going to stand. But having what's real, having that on the inside, again, that's not dependent upon, upon external factors. You know, like when they're talking about fair weather consistency, when they're talking about when everything is perfect and right, but even when things are not going the way we want them to be, we are still consistent in what God has called and given us to do. And that means that we have to have something real, something on the inside. I remember hearing Zig Ziglar saying that you don't have to, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. That means that you have to, you have to continually be consistent in order to achieve your goal. And I can tell any man on this call, you have not seen any measure of success without. A, a level of consistency. 
I don't care what it is, what, what you're doing, you haven't seen that without that consistency. So great work, Brother Andrews. We appreciate you for coming on and sharing with us. We, uh, I know somebody was blessed. If, if, if nobody else, I was, but I know I'm not the only one. Amen. So with that being said, Peg, let us close in a quick word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this message, which reminds us of the importance of us being consistent and the importance of us being able to, Lord, depend on you. Come hell or high water. God, come a fiery furnace or a lion's den, regardless as to where we are or what we're facing, our faith and our hope in you is going to bring us through. God, help every man on this call that is listening to the replay, that's watching after, after we've all gone off the air. God, help us all be consistent in the things that you've called and given us to do. Just like the people in the, God, in the text today, God, help us to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain. God, help us to be consistent, that you may get the honor, the praise, and the glory out of our life. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray for his sake. Amen. 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 God bless you again. God bless you. All right. Blessings. You can't hear me. I said a good, solid word. We appreciate it. <laughs> I started preaching, man. I, you know, uh, that spirit come on. Word. It was kind of do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, brothers, on Thursday. All right. God bless you, brother. Enjoy, my brother. Bless you. Be blessed.